Lord, sanctify us by your truth. Your word alone is the truth. Whether you notice or not, I have a camera trauma. But I need your help. Please focus on my mouth and eye. Then I'm not going to think about camera anymore. Deal? Catechism. What is the catechism means? Don't worry, parents. Even I'm a pastor. Until I became the Lutheran pastor, I didn't know that means. My English teachers in Korea never taught me the catechism. So catechism means, dictionary says, it's from the Greek word catechio. It's like teach and instruct. You better focus on the message. One more reason why. Your children's growing up when they become a 7th, 8th grade, they're going to have a catechism class with the pastors. So they're going to bring tough homework to you all. So you have to answer. So today I'll help you. Catechism 101. The school and the pastors teaching your kids and the adult with the word of God. We, we, we did not teaching the man-made knowledges. But we're teaching the word of God and equip them to know which one is correct and which one is wrong. Is it from the Bible? Yes. We have a couple of passages using the Greek term catechia on that. One of them is book of Acts chapter 18. The guy named is Apollos, who was a Jew, but he got the gospel. He became a believer. And he has heart and zeal to share the message and he traveled to the Ephesus. So when he proclaimed the message, somehow he did not instruct fully, so he didn't understand the baptism of Jesus. He only understand the baptism of John the Baptist, which is repent. So the brothers and sisters, the Priscilla and Aquila, instruct him again with the word of God, and the Apollos become a true witness. He proclaimed the Jesus Christ as the Messiah to the world. And then another Bible verse, I like it. Romans chapter 2, verse 18. I want to make underline on it because it says, If you know his will and approve of what is superior because you are instructed by the law. Especially what I mean is next verse. The Galatians 6 and 6 says, Nevertheless, the one who receives instruction in the world should share all good things with their instructors. Your teacher is instructor, and now your pastor is instructor. Please share good things with us. I mean it. I like to say, keep obey the law, what the Bible says. The law and the gospel. This, this, this picture painted by the Lucas long time ago with Martin Luther. They study together and thinking together and then drawing it. And you see the contradict. One side is law part. The devil gives you punishment. And the other side is gospel. Jesus Christ died for you and then resurrect. And then he's going to come again with glory to you all. Not by human deed, but by grace, by Jesus' deed. Why do we have law and the gospel in the Bible among the 66 books? Pretty big amount of the portion is uh, as a law in the Bible. 
And then John says the law given through Moses and grace and truth. In other words, the gospel came through Jesus Christ. If we are saved by gospel alone, by grace, why do we need law in the Bible? Is he put that try to make us a little dizzy or heavy burden feeling and guilty? And how do we know there is God? I need help from the catechism class student. How do we know there is God? We taught you there are three ways. The first, do I have to use John again? John, first. Second. Third. From nature, from conscience, from Bible. There are ways the nature and conscience show you there is God, whether you believe Jesus Christ or not. When you go to the Yosemite National Park, you immediately feel like, wow, what an eternal and powerful divine feeling. And then your conscience knows which one is correct or not. So you have a guilty feeling on it. But those two knowledge, natural knowledge, is not going to give you, introduce you, Jesus Christ, as your Savior. That is why we need the Bible. Bible is going to tell you who the Savior is. And then Bible is Jesus-centered. Even Old Testament talking about Jesus, the Messiah, is coming. And then New Testament talking about he came and then he come again. So we believe Jesus-centered in all 66 books. And also we believe the Bible written as a verbal inspiration. The God, Holy Spirit, guide and then gave and remind the Bible writers so that under controlled human beings thought and word is written on the Bible. So we could see the Mark and Matthew little bit different approach, but still saying the word of God. That is why God's word has no errors and then no unkept promises. So we better not change. We better not subtract. We better not change the meaning. That is why your pastors and teachers prepare really hard. Try not to make those kind of man-made mistakes. And the God's word teaches us two parts, law and the gospel. The law part, we say S-O-S. It stands for S. O, S. And then gospel part stands for S. O, S. Right, when you see the read the Bible passages, when you feel like a little guilty feeling, and then when you read the passages, show you you're not wealthy. You could say, oh, it's a low part. When you read the Bible, any passages show you your Savior and then give you comfort because your sins are forgiven and he's going to come, he's going to save you, that's the gospel part. God's law written in your heart and the word of God in the Bible. reason why our heart is not consistent. It depends on your circumstance. Sometimes you're really sensitive on the God's law in your heart, but sometimes it's not really work well. So we need always clear the law 
That is why the Lord put His word, His law in the Bible. That is why Jesus Christ summarized into two ways. Love your God and the neighbor. What is the purpose of the law? The first, curve. Second, meter. And third, guide. What is the function of the curve when you're driving on the Lord? Try to make you stay in, correct? Even while you're in sleepy little bit, and sleepy, sleepy drive, but still curb, try to curb you, protect you, stay there, stay there. And the meter, it reflects your sin. When you read the low part of the Bible, it reflects how unworthy you are. Make you humble. And third, guide. We believe, we taught the children is only work for the believers. Reason why? You think about you are the captain on the boat. Now you're sailing. It's nighttime, no GPS. You have to go to the harbor safely. What are you going to do? And then you saw the lighthouse over there constantly give you a signal, the light. Somebody who trusts and faith on the light, who's going to follow that? But somebody don't trust that. But somebody, but still, I rather believe my knowledge and my experience have no chance to guide it by the lighthouse. The rich young man. A rich young man approached to Jesus and asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus answers according to what he asked. He says, did you do these all things, the commandment? And then the young man says, yes, I did. All these I have kept since I was a boy. Ooh, good boy. <laughs> and Jesus looked at him and loved him, says, but one thing you lack. But that one thing is essential. So Jesus said, go, sell everything you have and give to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. And this the man's face fell. He went away with sad feeling because he had great wealth. Jesus looked around and said to his disciple, you know how hard it is for the rich to enter the kingdom of God. Are you rich? I am rich. But don't try to understand the passage as your physical material richness in this world. The disciples were amazed at his word but Jesus said again, children, how hard it is to enter the kingdom of God. It is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for someone who is rich to enter the kingdom of God. Did you see the camel? You know how big that is? Is it possible the camel go through the, this much small eye of a needle? Which means mission impossible. How come Jesus explained, now I want to give you the way, how could you go to the kingdom and then say, mission impossible? Yeah. The disciples were even more amazed and said to each other, Mike, who then can be saved? Right? Who then? 
Even pastor, I can't. Jesus looked at them and says, With man, this is impossible, but not with God. All things are possible with God. It reminds us, salvation is not unto us. Impossible from us. We cannot keep the law perfectly. Even your pastor over here, ah, I'm not free. Then Peter spoke up. I like Peter. He looks like me. Lord, we have left everything to follow you. I'm better than the young rich man. Maybe he expects some tapping from the Jesus. Good boy. But Jesus did not do that. Say, truly, I tell you, Jesus replied, no one who has left home, brothers or sisters or mother or father or children or field and add up maybe wife for me and the gospel will fail to receive a hundred times as much in this present age homes, brothers, sisters, mothers, children, and field along with what? Persecution and in the age to come eternal life. Let's do the heavenly calculation. Now I change the catechism class to math class. Invest with giving up your positions to Jesus, okay, whatever you have, and then Jesus says, it will be returned 100 times in this world, plus eternal life in heaven to come. Okay, on purpose, I wear my diamond golden rings, usually not, and then I wear my golden badge, and then I wear my uh, tie pin, it's gold, and then it's my most expensive suit, a little outdated, but still, and then I wear my shoes, so it looks like uh, I'm blessed. Somehow Lord returned me as not like 100 times, but still. So then I could preach to you all. See, believe Jesus well. And he's going to give you BMW 7 Series someday. <laughs> Look at Pastor. That's what a lot of mega churches in the broadcasting did. That's why you know how many wings they have? The preachers, they want to show if you believe Jesus, he's going to make your life successful. If this church keeps preaching on that, I'm pretty sure this church growing up maybe double size in a couple years. Then people say, yeah, go to apostle. They teach us how could we make our life successful. But what we forgot, Jesus says, as a conditional sentence. It must come with persecution. The persecution is two different sides. If somebody really understand when they gave up their life to the Lord and then as little one today singing, Jesus is the way. He's the one who know about me. For them, the persecution because of faith is a joy itself is a blessing in this world. I know we all want to be a peacemaker in this world, but it so depends on the definition of the peace for them and then for the Bible. Word of God is different. It's not like Pax Romana controlled peace by human being, by Roman. This peace comes from 
when you gave up yourself and the Lord, the Word of God, gospel filled with you and you feel the joy and the forgiveness, from there you find some peace. It's not a conditional. Whether you're in a jail or not, whether you have seven series or smallest car, whether you have 10,000 square feet house or not, doesn't matter. Apostle Paul called as troublemaker from the people. How come? He gave up his life and bring the message to the world, not for himself, for the sake of gospel, but the people consider him as a troublemaker, as like plagues. How about us? If this world cannot understand you, if this world cannot understand what your children are singing today, we better be troublemaker for them. We better stir their heart and then show their sin with the law. And then we better guide them into the salvation with the gospel. Jesus says you are. You better be the light and the salt. When the world does not understand why they need salt, you better be a salt. Bring that to them. They might did not like it, but still you better bring that. And they're going to call you as a troublemaker. Get out of here, you troublemaker. That's the persecution. The believing Jesus followed by that. If that's the things I have to do, I'm going to do that with joy. All the students, what is the first commandment? Three, two, one. You're not a children. Again, all the students, again, what is the first commandment? You shall have no other God. And then Martin Luther asks you now, what does this mean? All adults read together. We should fear, love, and trust in God above all things. If I using that to the rich young man, he has choice, money, God. Jesus said, okay, you want to have eternal life and sell everything, share to the poor, and follow me. He has no other choice. He has to give up his money wealthy or follow Jesus. And how about us? For you, something or God? You don't have to tell me what the something is. You may be in trouble. Law and gospel, the balance. We clearly understand your children singing boldly gospel. We don't need the law for the salvation. We cannot complete our salvation by the obeying the law. It's clear. But the once you become a believer, once you got the faith by his grace, the law starts activate its function really well. It's going to be curved and meter and guide for you all. I'm a rich pastor. Not only this nice suit, suit I mean, but I have three cars and then three children, only one wife, <laughs> but it's still a little far from my lovely Pastor Burke who has four kids, one wife, and five cars, <laughs> mostly using for the high school now. Even he has four dogs, no, three dogs, sorry. 
I have one dog, still a little distant, but I'm still a rich pastor. And one of the cars in the corner is a gift from the member. Wow. The Santa Clara, the Peace Lutheran Church, I got a member just a couple months, stay and go. He know how much I disappointed about it, and one day he gave me a key. It's a gift for you. And maybe he want to encourage my heart to keep doing the ministry. And one word comes with, Pastor John, you must change the tires. Okay. I read a change for you, but I'm missing the timing. So you must change the tire. You know, I'm an experienced driver, last 18 years without accident. And then when I check up the tire, condition looks pretty good. I think I could drive more than 10,000 miles without any problem. Correct? So I use my one-week vacation driving this sporty-ish car. It's just 1.6 engine, no turbo. So. To the Los Angeles, and then stay there like four days and meet the eight different families and attending the previous church, and then play golf a couple times, and then return again with this, enjoy the sporty car, open the sunroof, and then volume up. And then I stop by the garage. I want to change the oil. And the mechanics call me, you better come and see. And he showed me that. It's like just the other side, 10 inch outside, looks like that, and even almost fell apart as a two. Oh. What I learned from that, the previous owner who know the car way more than me, gave me a law. Pastor Jung, you better change it, otherwise you're in danger. The word of God, low parts work as the same way. Keep giving you warning. You better change the tire. Yes, you need money, but still, you better change the tire. But I ignore it. I just leaning on my experience and my eyes. You know what? As they singing, he's the one who know yourself more than anything, anybody. Now he give you instruction. Could you follow this way? You're so brave like me. Since I knew that, I'm not driving. I just ordered tire by online and just waiting for until I got a new tire. I'm so afraid. The purpose of the law, curb, meter, and guide. We need that for the believers. And then Pastor Burke and Pastor Jung and Scott Klein, three brothers are really busy. Now we're going to the prison often, like twice a month in Solano. And then when we start this ministry, Pastor Bro kindly sent to email. It says, we cannot wear blue, as this is what the inmate wear. I'm smart enough to understand what that means. I understand. So on the day, early morning, Saturday, please don't call me on Saturday before 9 a.m. Usually I'm on the bed. <laughs> but on that day, I have to wake up 5.30 to go Solano, and then wash my face, and then walk into the working closet. Somehow, two birds, one of them is blinking, so I cannot see clearly, but I know what I'm going to wear. So one nice shirt came out from the dry cleaners and picked it up, opened the plastic bag, and wear it. 
And then I just a little bit thinking, uh, is it blue? What is the color? That shirt I wear on that day. The definition from the company says it's a, some company, white color, with dress shirt, blue stripe. It's a narrow stripe. When I lined up in the prison, the one of the guards says, sir, you cannot enter. So he says, you kidding me? Look at my nice shirt. Now you compare my nice shirt with the inmate? You kidding me? But he says, yes, I'm sure. I try to protect you. The guard on the tower, they must see the difference from the inmate and the visitors. So I have to go to another building, change my clothes with a fully red shirt. And then second time visit, I choose the polo shirt, no blue color at all. Good boy, I'm smart. What I learned from that is dark blue or bluish doesn't matter, it's blue. You need to change your color to enter the prison. In other words, if you want to go to kingdom of heaven, as the young rich man asked to Jesus Christ, you have to get rid of your all sins. This much doesn't matter. You can't. That is why I said it cannot be made by ourselves. It's not unto us. Heavy sin or sin-ish still sin. The Lord show your sins but not the saviors. You need savior. You need the gospel to remission of your all sin, all your sins. You need the savior for the forgiveness for your sin, which is the gospel. Brothers and sisters, now I believe, I pray, you have distinction in between gospel and law. Do not treat the law as the meaningless and needless things for your salvation. No. For the believer, once you become a Christian, you need the law to keep, stay in the line and then make yourself humble and then keep following the guidance. Thy word is a lamp on my feet and the light on your path. Somebody who fully understands that, then who could sing like this song. Hallelujah, yes, tis heaven, tis heaven to know my sins forgiven. On land or sea, what matters where, well, Jesus is, tis heaven there. No matter what, what kind of a car you have, what kind of house you have. Amen. <laughs>